Real Rock Radio. We heard it. Rock Radio UK. Welcome to the Sunday Morning Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with Armitage. of the retardos and their cover of gangrene's alcohol and i still don't know what caused their sad demise that's the retardos um as you might know yesterday was mrs a's birthday and i seem to have found myself in the doghouse i know it sounds implausible but i double put myself now long-time listeners may remember that last year my old high school had its 40th anniversary which i popped along to and met up with school chums that i've not seen for 35 years one of them who i've known since i was five um although admittedly i've only seen her twice in the last 36 years 
got married yesterday and I was invited to her and her new husband's evening wedding reception. I automatically assumed it included the obligatory plus one. It didn't. Not to worry, I thought to myself. I'll just go for a couple of hours. The missus won't mind if I spent the rest of the day with her. That included a slap-up lunch, a 30-quid Marks and Spencer voucher and the Hysteria 3CD Def Leppard album. The thing is... The couple of hours sort of extended. I have two words to say in my defence. Free bar. Hence the song I just played. To regain my place in Mrs A's good book, here's some anti-Noel League. No fucking war! <laughs> I said that I actually intended to play for you. 
Yeah, I thought not. It's funny to think, at the time, people freaked out over that lead track. It was only available as B-sides to Streets of London 7-inch, but questions were raised in the House of Commons over it, with the police sent out to raid record stores up and down the country, seizing said single under the Obscene Publication Act. Listening to some of my daughter's songs that she streams, so what? Pales into significance. Mind you, I'm sure she only plays that stuff as a front. As off her own back, she's purchased a Metallica t-shirt. I'll tell you, I did a double take when I did the washing. I think, you know, I don't own that to a t-shirt. Along with my already adopted Wild Hearts grey Lonsdale-style hoodie, my helicopters, by the grace of God one, is now also in a wardrobe. To be fair, when I bought it, I picked up small by mistake, so it was never going to fit me. Now... Back on track, Mrs A is a huge White Snake fan who, coincidentally, will be issuing a new album later this year in the same form of Flesh and Blood. The single from it, which is due any time now, is called Shut Up and Kiss Me, that if I had, I would be playing, but I haven't. So instead, here's the original version of From Ready and Willing, Full Fear Loving. Out in the cold 
I'm sure you're aware that Whitesnake recorded a song called Here I Go Again that originally cropped up on 1982's Saints and Sinners album that was re-recorded twice for the 1987 album. The original, as well as David Coverdell, featured Bernie Marsden, Mickey Moody, Neil Murray, John Lord, Ian Pace and Mel Galley. The 1987 album version had Coverdell, naturally, John Sykes, Neil Murray, Ainsley Dunsbar, Adrian Vanderberg, guitar solo, Don Airy and Bill Cummo. Whilst the 1987 radio mix version had Dan Huff, Mark Andes, Danny Carmessi, Don Airy and Bill Cummo. Confused? You will be. Anyway, Reptile Tongue have just released, as in on Friday, a new EP which is called A Touch of Rock and Roll. That includes a song called Here We Go Again. Now, if you want to woo someone... Some white snake might help, help oil things along. But when you want to get down to business, Reptile Tongues, Here We Go Again, might just be the ideal soundtrack.
can't believe I actually made that analogy. I don't know about you, but Reptile Tongue vocalist Rolf on that particular song reminded me in a positive, complimentary way of Phil Lewis from LA Guns, especially on the Guns track It's All The Same To Me from the Missing Piece album.
Jason speaking. You're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, whatever that is. But you'd be nuts to listen to anything else, I tell you. Know what I mean?
Straight after LA Guns, you heard a live version of Wild West by Bernie Torme that was part of his Dublin Cowboy 3 CD pledge campaign from last year. If you wish to catch Bernie live, you can. He's hitting a few festivals on Friday the 8th. Uh, he's at Sweden Rock Festival. On the 4th of August, it's the turn of the uh, A New Day Festival in Faversham. I'll bet that will please a certain driver come roadie called Rob Grain. With the Winter Storm Festival up at the Troon in Scotland on the 24th of November. I might pop down to the one in uh, Faversham. Hawkwinder headlining on the Saturday. Oh, it's good. Uh, on the downside... Uh, it seems all the other bands are a bit on the progtastic side with the likes of Caravan, Gong, Carl Palmer's ELP Legacy and Curved Air. But it rains as well. Uh, as I hoped, LA Guns will be playing over here in August and September with hopefully Johnny Monaco still on second guitar. One of my three life-changing bands were... The Beatles, a boy band in all but name. The Rolling Stones were arguably much more rock than the Fab Four. But one of the things that did it for me with a Beatle vocal harmonies. Someone else I believe shares my love for the mop tops is Keith from the Fiascos. Things have been quiet on the Fiasco front recently as uh, band members have been uh, busying themselves with other projects. Bassist Ben has Spitz Energy, uh, Robin has Sham 69, up to name only one. Richie's making himself Croydon's unofficial rock and roll mayor and Keith has been the doting dad. So I was chuffed to mint balls when Richie informed us on social media that on Friday the band would be dropping a new video from their brand new triple A-sided single, Run For Your Lives. A quick message later had Richie retransferring Living On Nothing over to me. I was led to believe that uh, it was Motorhead versus the helicopters. I did think Richie might have been yanking my chain, but I can see where he's coming from. It's still identifiable as being the fiascos, but it does come across, as Richie claimed, but with the better vocal harmonies. See what you think. Yeah. 
I'm sure if you're anywhere in the world, apart from maybe the United States or India, you know that the Footballing World Cup is just around the corner. For us English, it's a time of much wailing and gnashing of teeth at the prospect of embarrassingly crashing out of the game that we invented but could only master once. Uh, The one thing that we're bloody good at, though, is football-related football songs. How could we ever forget? Three lines on my shirt. John Barnes rapping in New Order's World in Motion. And and in deck, we're on the ball. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. Anyway, for this year's World Cup, England hasn't an official song. However, that hasn't stopped the tallywags from recording an unofficial one in the shape and form of Charge of the Light Brigade. Who does Sven Goran Eriksson are the tallywags? I hear you cry. Well, they feature... Tom Spencer, Paul Cook and Chris McCormack from The Professionals, Danny McCormack from The Wild Hearts and Olga from The Toy Dolls. The song is very clever. Because you're all clued up on British history, you'll know that the Light Brigade in 1854 charged hopelessly towards the big guns of Russia in Balaclava. So, 164 years later, the Tallywags bring us an uplifting, rousing anthem that captures the tenacious, diehard English spirit as uh, once again we enter the valley of death, getting ready to be knocked out by the smaller guns, coupled with the foolish optimism that maybe, just maybe, it's our time again.
band that I missed all of their recent London and Brighton dates were Amel and the Sniffers. Uh, the band hail from Melbourne and consists of Amy Taylor, Deck Martins, Bruce Wilson and Gus Roma. Uh, to be honest, I hadn't heard of them until Ian Damaged, he of Damaged Good Records, posted a picture of them outside their Rough Trade East in-store signing. The band looked good. So I made a quick trip over to their band campsite to hear if they sounded as good as they looked. Bloody heck, do they, and then some. If I had a mind, it really would have been lost. The band have just released a new single called Cup of Destiny, but, as I've already mentioned, Balaclava, and to prove that I just don't make this shit up as I go along, even though it sounds like I do, I'm going to play Balaclava, Lava Boogie, from the Big Attraction 12-inch. <laughs>
If we're in the States, Amal and the Sniffers will be supporting King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard on their upcoming tour. Check press for details. Jet Reaction are a semi-new band having formed from the cryogenically frozen flying over in November of last year. Joining Jet Boy and Jet Girl are Jet X, Jet Beeps and Jet Gardner. I was looking for former UK subs guitarist Jet Storm in their ranks as a name like his... I thought it would be a shoo-in. Unfortunately, it's not there. Uh, the band have just released their debut single under the rebranded name through Beluga Records. More Reaction is a three-tracked affair of More Reaction, which I'm queuing up as I speak, along with post-tour depression and I hate the scene. Sadly, the band's live outings seem to be restricted to their native France, a band who should be ripe for the Dirty Water Club. <laughs> Just released Personality Crisis, live recordings and studio demos in 1972 to 1975 from the estate of the New York Dolls features three pre-Mercury demo sessions, which some hardcore fans claim represent how the band should have sounded in the studio, bettering their self-titled debut and 1974's follow-up too much too soon and a selection of live gigs. Oh, I'm obviously a fan of the New York Dolls. But not to the extent of collecting 7th generation incomplete live gigs and demos that were recorded through two locked doors and a soundproof room. However, having said that, Personality Crisis, live recordings and studio demos in 1972 and 1975 is definitely aimed at the casual fan who wants just a little bit more, having worn out their back-in-the-day vinyl. Uh, I think I'm right in saying that all the material here has been on offer in various guises over the years, just not all together. For me, the demos are the most important thing. Uh, obviously, the early ones are interesting as they feature original drummer Billy Dole. The band's second 
demo session took place at uh, Escape Studios in Egerton, Kent, where about five years later, Motorhead would record their debut album. Sadly, a few days after the Escape demos were recorded, Billy Dole became the first drugs casualty. From that session, this is Subway Train.
the later live tracks prove that the New York Dolls potentially did have a respectable third album up their collective sleeves, even with keyboards, and Arthur Kane having a live double in the shape and form of Peter Jordan. As many of the songs ended up in ex-members post-Dolls bands. Hands up, those of us who would pay good money to see Sylvain Sylvain, Sammy Yaffa, Steve Conte and Robin Erickson play over here in dear old blighty as the dolls like they did in japan at the beginning of the year yeah i thought so loads of us from providence rhode island this is the snot rockets and trashed from the ep of the same name Yard's new album Peace dropped on Friday, the first since 2015's Innocent and Decadence. In the interim, the band broke up for three months from September 2016 till January 2017. I know this sounds bad, but I didn't realise that they had. All I knew was that their drummer Axel had left anyway. With the time racing up to 10 o'clock, I better make my farewells. Next Friday's show, and indeed Sundays, are more than likely to be pre-recorded. This is on Friday, 
Uh, I'll be travelling back from seeing the curse down in Bournemouth. And Sunday, I'll still be in bed after celebrating the squirrel's birthday. Whether that will include the day before Camden Rocks is anyone's guess. Just as long as I don't end up in her doghouse. From Peace, this is Graveyard and it ain't over yet. Until next time, take it easy. (laughs) 